another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Let's talk. Uh, I'd like to welcome my guest today. Uh, she's an actress, producer, writer, uh, fellow entrepreneur. Uh, so many titles I can't keep up. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lorena George. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm 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 at the high of my my career in my, in this moment, so I'm super super ecstatic for the things coming. I feel that. I feel that you're a busy bee. You're a busy bee. I feel that. Um, I try to stay busy and productive. I think that's the major component of always keeping yourself busy. Yes. Yes. You have a uh, man. You got a lot of things going on. You've done a lot of things too. I have, uh, and most people think I'm too young to do it, but I have. I've been in the game for 20 years. So yes, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the outside that keeps up. You know, yeah. it's held up. <laughs> You got um yeah you got um the uh, your production company uh Hidden Roots which is I think is a dope name. Thank you. Uh you have your podcast coming out soon, right? Or did you drop it already? No, the podcast there it was both. I was hired on the Latin dish um mm. with two other Latinas, which was really really dope just concept of just three Latinas from different three three different walks of life, three different backgrounds. Jal was is Colombian um paloma was half mexican and half cuban and then me being dominican it was a really Ooh, great okay yeah exactly you know yes 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 <laughs> but um it was a really great concept of a show the podcast latin dish and then out of it um the producer who hired me basically saw my unique take on love and just life and dating and so he offered me my own my own podcast which was Lorena on love we were able to film record about three episodes and then mm -hmm. the pandemic hit wow. which kind of sucked because we were just getting the gears going and really just having so much fun in the studio but I just hope I hope they'll come back I'm definitely right now they're just kind of redirecting and mm -hmm. trying to see what the times right now it dictates and this how is it because you're 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 in LA right now right you, yes, that's I'm where you live at. How is how 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 do I say it? How has it been uh, readjusting now after pandemic over there? I mean, I want to say in Los Angeles we took it pretty serious, yeah. um, good thing. And when it came to the readjustment, I I think the fact that people were really strict about it um, made it a little easier. Funny enough, I think. Um, still being normal when like going to places that people yeah. weren't taking it that seriously like I went to Texas and I was like are we in the pandemic what's going on it's a whole different other world <laughs> yeah a lot of people from LA um like I don't know where you just picked up and moved to Texas yeah a lot of people did a lot of people I think it it, it weeded out the week because mm. <laughs> Los Angeles is a beast mm. but I want to say I mean, I struggled with COVID because I definitely had it and I battled it two months. So wow. that was something that um, was very scary and it, it left me a little trauma. I'm not going to lie. Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, all People of us. Shows, I'm like, yeah, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need personal space. Yeah, <laughs> yes, reason, yes. You know, People that it's so funny. I, I hate to say that. Sometimes I met some, I like some of my friends are like, oh, no, we're just, I'm just doing a small get together. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me look at their Instagram. Mm -hmm. Oh, you up partying. <laughs> yeah. <you know, laughs> not going to see your ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it be, though. That's how it be, though. That's yeah. How it be. yeah. 
So I think with LA, I think it was, it's, you know, you have those that are like super, cause we're super liberal out here. Right. Yeah. So you have those that are definitely like, I'm not wearing a mask. What is this mandate? I want to be free. And that created a little bit of chaos and, and conflict between people, but relatively people are very conscious of like respecting other people and giving people's rights. So, you know, there were, there's the few yeah. ones. And, that- and, and, we should all oh, that shouldn't be because we're in pandemic respect or you know everybody's boundaries that should be something yeah. that normal right should be set in stone like let's let's mutual respect it's a two-way yes, street yes yes what's crazy but, is it, yeah what's crazy is you're 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 from, actually from the east coast right yes yes so I'm you're like you're, New Yorker. you left one monster civilization to go into another one what's like yeah. what's the difference between east and west <laughs> I want to say the difference is they're two different beasts, right? Mm-hmm. The career is definitely challenging in both in both markets, whether East or West Coast. I think it's definitely a competitive field. But what I learned being an East Coaster, you know, we're we're about the grind. We're about always working. We're yes, definitely yes. Um, hustling. So a lot of people come into LA and get lost in the sauce, you know, mm-hmm. get lost in the sun and the yes. partying and the lax. So they kind of lose that, their focus um, and the distance. Everything is so far in Los Angeles. Los Angeles is huge. Yeah. So you can feel really just distant from people and also have to make that extra effort to create relationships out here because everyone is so spread apart. I think in New York, what kind of acts the same way is the cold, you know, because people in New York City, once winter hits is like we're going to hibernating mode we're like we'll, yes, see, you yes, we'll yes. see you we'll see you come spring you know come february and march yes. so if somebody moves to the east coast in the midst of winter it's a little hard to really create that social like that support system unless you're tied to a school or a job you know that's kind of easier but things that i miss from the east coast is the nightlife because out here it's, it's, it's kind of whack it's kind of weak yeah everything closes at 2 a.m it's just like 1 <laughs> 30 they're already taking your drink like so imagine now in the pandemic it's even worse it's like oh no we're not even supposed to be out <laughs> let's take everything so i miss the nightlife i miss the food being able to get food at whatever time and you got it yes whatever cuisine yes. yeah whereas in la west coast is more like 10 o'clock it's a wrap like you better get your order in by nine. Yeah, and everything's closer here. Like everything, like at least you yeah. got a bodega, you know, pick, pick me up a sandwich or something. Like, yes, I miss the chopped cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the things that I miss: the food, the nightlife, and and my family, of course, my family and friends, because they're which all is family. all essential. Yes, all all essential. How but, how long have you been in LA, in LA right now? Eleven years now. Wow, damn. It's time has flown. Yes. Especially with like, this pandemic. Like, look, man, I can't, when people talk to me, I'm like, wait, hold on. What year was that? Oh, I uh, was 20. Oh, shit. damn. We're three years past. Yeah. Like, I can't even believe it. We lost, we, we lost at least good two years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's, totally. It was, it, it was, uh, ridiculous. I, uh, we was back. Uh, how what uh, well are you, I, are you are you in new york i'm in uh new jersey jersey city i'm like jersey. literally 15 minutes from the holland tunnel okay, okay. it was um i i didn't get a i, I don't want to say i got affected because like i was still working 
but it was like it was peaceful because the 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 roads were like empty. Mm. So I, uh, but then uh, something happened. I left my job and I I just started this entrepreneurs thing. Uh, I I started this podcast to you know to get the spotlight. You know, people like yourself, small business you. to help That's them out. Awesome. Yeah, and you're starting things up when it's you know you're just like I'm gonna do something for myself right now. Yeah, yeah. Take advantage of the of the silence. And, yeah, and it's crazy. What's crazy has been something I've always wanted to do. I just never. I never capitalized on it, you know. It's once you have a job and and you gotta fucking pay bills and, and things like that, like you lose track of time. Next thing you know, three years pass. I've been yeah. doing my life, <laughs> and this and yeah. this is what the pandemic did. That's uh, awesome! Congratulations yeah. that I had you. a positive impact. Try to do my part, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to. I, I'm actually trying to. Uh, I only done one episode so far. Uh, do uh, like do a balance between spanish episodes and english episodes okay that's great it's it just it's very difficult uh right because i'm 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 half puerto rican i, I mm-hmm. grew up in puerto rico okay. so I, everybody i get is like si, si, ya mimo, ya mimo. i'll do it right now <laughs> five minutes of the show and ah, they canceled damn so it's uh it's a work in progress you know like everything else you'll get it you'll get it there definitely what's the other half uh, uh, Dominican. Oh, I, wow. I, I sensed it. I sensed it. Yeah, yeah, tu sabes. Yeah, I was just like, I, I, <clears> yeah. I got, I got, I got the best of the both worlds, you know. That you do. That you do. I can't, I can't complain. Yeah. Um, so my Puerto Rican, my Puerto Rican neighbors. There you go. Family, <laughs> almost there. Yeah, almost a boat yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> literally, 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 yeah, literally. No, totally. Hey. I got a couple of family members in Puerto Rico too. So <laughs> they they found their way. Yes, yes. Uh I wanted to ask you when you when you first, because I was reading, uh you you wanted to be a lawyer, you wanted to to uh be a doctor, right? That's essential. Like when when your families are like they come from the country and they moved here, right? They want you to be something valuable. Of course. Right. They don't want they don't they didn't believe in that musician shit. No, you either gonna no. be a doctor or like, accountant. Yes, what is that yes yes they they didn't no when you when you told them like all right i'm still gonna go to college right Mm -hmm. Uh, but i found this and this is my passion what was that conversation like well i can say my mom has always you know she's always been my cheerleader she's always been kind of living vicariously through me a little bit because she's very artistic herself and loves fashion. She has a boutique in New York. So she's been in the business for like 35 to 40 years. So like I was always her dress up Mm. child. She always dressing me up in some way. Um, So she was extremely supportive. My father, I think, you know, of course he had that whole dream of like, Una doctora en la familia, una, you know, yes, yes. to fight the cause, you know. Toma, like, whoever exactly, talks shit, toma. Exactly, like, toma, you know, if we get into some legal issues, my daughter is here. Right here, yes, <laughs> yes. You know, that was that was always a dream. And there's just certain moments where I did have to, like, where I had to be on fight for my dad's behalf. And mm-hmm. he'll look at me, he goes, que tan abogada hubiera sido. And I'm like, coño, coñazo. <laughs> Yeah, all that. And I'm just like, Papi, but still, I could be a lawyer on TV, like best of both worlds. You know no what I mean? Me <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, my father was really apprehensive. He was just concerned of how the industry, you know, 
as a woman, um, as yes. a Latina woman to, you know, how are they going to, they're going to take advantage. Um, and I, I think thankfully, you know, once he saw me on stage and, and saw the, the effect that I had on people through, through the characters that I played, that was something that I, I still keep dear to my, to my heart because he was just like, how Mesmerized, do you do it? Yeah. yeah, how do you do it? And he was he gave me his blessing um after a show and he had told me he was just like lo que tú haces a la gente sentir es inolvidable mm. y es un regalo de Dios. Oh. And and that was just so so pure and so genuine for my father to kind of let me spread my wings and and also really trust the fact that he's given me a sense of morale and and value that that will never go astray, you know? Yeah, and, I meant to that, you know, though. Huh? I meant to that, because at least, you know, yeah. you got to look at it, uh, uh, what was it, the, the glass half full? Because you still went to college, you got your bachelor's degrees, right? Yeah, I have Which my right, bachelor's degree. Right? So, like, you know, when I read the article, like, your article was like, you know, you still have that safety net, so you're prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, yeah, you know, which is, is admirable, because a lot of people just they go to LA or, or, you know, just move to these places and they're never prepared. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anything can happen. Yeah. It's, and it's something to, to, to admire you, especially. Thank you. Especially, you know, La Latina that, you know, this is our time to stand up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's one of those things that I always um, pride myself in to, yes. to, to put in the work and, and maintain my morals and my values and and get up the right way you know mm-hmm. climb the ladder the right way yeah you know i'm a capricorn so i'm the goat you know we're gonna climb that mountain. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna climb that mountain i got you i got you I got- <laughs> however we go el chiquito va a llegar. Like- yeah yeah de laito, laito. <laughs> exacto, exacto. but what's crazy is like you know although i grew up in, in puerto rico like i wasn't you know i, I was never taught uh, taught or values as, as a Latino. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was just basically left in the corner and, and you know, I, I, as I grew, to, grew older and, and life experience and whatnot, like I started learning and now they're like, I'm a year in doing this, this, this podcast and I go out and try to be social with people. And I see a Hispanic person. I talk to them Spanish. <laughs> I talk to you in Spanish. I remember I post one time, yo, if I talk to you in Spanish, you talk to me Spanish. Yeah, I, don't, don't. I mean, there's some people that get offended, I, and I get it a little bit because everybody has a different walk of life, and you know mm-hmm. they have identity crisis, and some people don't speak Spanish, although yeah. they look so Spanish, so they're yeah, just like, yeah. you know. I remember, but, I, but, I but those I, those I speak Spanish, like I know they speak Spanish. Like there's a thing I don't know. Hey, you're like you're trying to deny your yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get it. Look, I will always remember one girl that I met. Her name was Angela, right? Mm-hmm. And I was speaking to her in Spanish. And this was when I was in the in the sales and the beauty industry. And I was like, oh, yeah, me puede? And then she looked at me like, uh, hey. I don't speak Spanish. And I was like, you, like, your name is Angela, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Angela. Yeah, like, I have, like, you know, my last name, Jorge or George, or everyone would say it. it's like, but you have like Hernandez. Like, come on. Like, you can't get more no. Spanish than that. You can't get more Spanish than that. But you know, it's everybody's different, yeah. different walk of life. So that was a learning experience for me to, to then just let people choose. 
you know, how, which, whatever language they want to speak to. And I don't mind either one. You can speak Spanish, whatever. Like as I, as I growing, uh, growing, I'm sorry, uh, grown into this, right. Like I see like a lot of cultures, cultures united, you know, you know, you got the black, you got the white, you know, you got the Arabic, you got whatever. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel, I feel in a sense I'm alone. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I've been like, like I told you before, like this, the trying to do it in Spanish, there's something I've been trying to do for so long. And, it, and it's like the, the support and unity is not there for me. Right. Yeah. For, I, in my experience, not for, you know, not for everybody. And I, like, think I think you're right. I think when it comes to um, Latinos in general, it's kind of hard mm-hmm. because I always would speak to my dad about this because a lot of Latinos have that crab in a barrel mentality, you mm-hmm. know, even when it comes to your own family members, it's like, when some people feel like you're escalating, they either there's a sense of jealousy or a sense of, of feeling of inferiority, which it shouldn't. You should always just kind of promote and, and really encourage because if you win, I win. You know, that's mm-hmm. how I always see it. You know, if I win, you win. And unfortunately, with Latinos, especially, I think people, especially in America, we've grown to like be like, no, I'm Mexican. No, I'm Dominican. No, I'm Puerto Rican. No, mm-hmm. I'm Peruvian. No, I'm like, you know, and so it creates this kind of disparity between cultures and without realizing we still got the same conquerors um for the most part they've all been conquered either by france either by england Mm -hmm. you know or spain like one or the other so we should unite rather than yeah it's i I have uh i have a friend which i'm not gonna mention his name we had we was having a conversation right and um we were were talking about spider-man uh uh morales Mild Morales, right? The the new yeah, one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Negrita, right? Yeah. And he's half black and half, uh, I think, Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's Afro Latino. Yeah. And like he's like, I never knew that. And like, and this may sound controversial, but you know, I'm gonna speak my truth because that's how I feel. You of know, course. and and I could be wrong. I'm open to be wrong, so as long as they educate me respectfully, right? Like mm-hmm. I told them. Because in this world, at least in America, there's only white and blacks. There's no room mm-hmm. for everybody else. Yeah. So everything, it, it's so diverse in that sense that, you know, I, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a dad. I have a son. Like, I want to I wanna see my culture grow. I want to be a part mm-hmm. of that. I want to have that unity. I want to be a part of something special. Yeah. And, and, you know, it frustrates me, like, when I see, like, John Leguizano. Things like mm-hmm. half Colombian, half Puerto Rican. I'm not sure, but he's like he's always like I don't know. And LA is like a big thing, Latin X, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Like he's always preaching uni- unity and, and and this and that. But nobody's hearing him out. Nobody's supporting him. Nobody, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I find that very like even when uh, like, uh, the movie Encanto came out and they won the awards and all mm-hmm. this. Like still, I don't see nobody jumping. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I, I think it's, we have to start creating. I mean, this is definitely our time, right? We're, yeah. we're making strides. We're making strides when it comes to different shows, when it comes to different movements, when it comes to just having people of our demographic in different positions, whether mm. it's as a reporter or as a writer or as a producer or as an actor, um, we're making these strides, but I think the important thing that we have to know as to create that unity is once we get to a certain position to be able to throw the rope back, 
you know, yes. to be able to throw the rope and, and, and bring it, um, bring people in and also fight for those people. You know, one of the things that I really appreciate was from Lakeith, right? Lakeith was one of the, the actors that was in um, Get Out and um, of the photograph. And mm-hmm. I remember him putting out where he was, cause you know, he's climbing, he's climbing and he's, he's at, at the top of his, of his game, I should say. And one of the things that he did when it came to the, one of the next roles that he was going to take on and they were like, Oh, you know, we have this love interest and so forth and so on. And, um, it was one of the things that he said is like, all right, my love interest gotta be dark skin, like chocolate, Mm. not light skin, not. And there was just like, people were just like, Oh, and so he kind of made that happen. So you do have to kind of stand on your, stand on your, two feet and on your moral and your value, which you want the change that you want to see. 100%. 100%. So, yeah, I think throwing, you know, being able to, when you're in that position saying like, even when it comes to, uh, I want to say when they had asked me in certain roles that I played, you know, who do you want when it comes to hair, makeup and so forth. And I've been the person to be very vocal and say, I don't care what she is as long as it's a person of color. like you know what I'm saying when it comes to and it takes it takes a lot of courage to do that you know and I think um that's the hardest thing for us as people of color is that as we escalate one to think that there's enough of the pie to share Mm -hmm. because that's also the problem that a lot of people are like yo I've worked my ass off over here and I don't want the next comer to take my spot and it's like no 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 there's enough spots at the table to get that you know and also to then on top of that to be the person to be like okay you come in and I want this next person to be this and that and and that's really tough because we always are so you know it's so hard to get the opportunity that we're just so grateful to have it Mm -hmm. that we don't want to ruffle any feathers or stir the pot and sometimes we have to stir the pot we have to, you know, it's like how my mom would always say, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the wheat and gets the oil, you know, la, la boca cerrada, no, 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 le yeah, yeah. you know, like closed mouth don't get fed. Yeah, so, closed mouths uh, don't get fed in the boulevard. Correct. So we have to be able to, you know, um, stand up and, and help each other. And it takes a while. It takes a while. You know, I think John Ozama is doing a great thing as really being a voice. You know, I know Luis Guzman has done it as well. Yes, um, yes. It's been a voice to really spread Latinidad and and now start to create different opportunities and be able to, you know, not be afraid. Mm-hmm. And I think naturally it's embedded in us to be afraid, you know. Yeah. It's hard to get here. <clears throat> yeah, it's especially in this time, like uh, I've noticed. Oh, God, how do I say this? Um <laughs> trying to get, I'm doing my best to keep it professional when it comes to, to these <laughs> topics, right? No, it's okay. You can go. Uh, you know? No, no, because they, they suspended my YouTube account because of this. Oh, okay. You know? So, APG. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, I just like the fact that when you're Latino, right, and you're dark color, they, they, they categorize you as a, you're already black. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and like uh, Gamora, I can't remember her name. Uh, the lady. Who plays Gamora. 
Yeah, she's Dominican. Yeah. She's a beautiful Indian Dominican straight hair. That shit drives me crazy. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things is that, unfortunately, is that we have to educate, you know? Yes. And I can say, again, it's being able to open our mouths and not be afraid to ruffle feathers. You know, even when it came to the last project that I just did, um, which was heavily like, um, it has a lot of Mexican influences, um, but hiring me as an Afro-Latina and they were very, very encouraging and welcoming in and taking my feedback and, and me also taking the stand of like, okay, this is a place where I can really give my background and educate on what makes me who I am Mm -hmm. and our culture, you know, of saying, oh, I'm going to wear my hair naturally curly. You know, I'm going to really embrace that and really showcase that because that's how I naturally wear it. So I want it to be on TV so that little girls with curly hair can really identify themselves with, you know. I also, when it came down to the history, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. In Dominican Republic, we didn't have any Aztecs, Mayans, Incas. We had Mm. Dino Indians, you know. Yes, yes. And really being like, oh, okay. And why identify as Afro-Latina is because my grandfather had my my family is the united colors of benetton you know mm-hmm. is a un we all come from all different shades from like my older brother's darker than i am my younger brother's a little lighter than i am um my grandfather was much darker and people are like oh well afro that means you have black and i'm just like yeah we it's the african diaspora everybody done screwed everybody yes. and everybody <laughs> with each other yes you know? yes <laughs> So this is where the this is where the curls come from and the, my my more broader features and to really embrace that and showcase that as standards of beauty that's also just as beautiful you yeah. know and, and and stop the whitewashing that unfortunately so many different countries continue to to grab you know I yeah. remember people would tell me because I have this habit of doing this. And so they were like, no, 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 I can see para que afine la nariz. And I'm like, what do you mean? Que me afine la nariz. My nose is good. What are you saying to me? <laughs> but it's those like backhand compliments. Compliments, yes. That hurt. <laughs> and you're just like, what? Ah, no, no, no. El pelo tuyo está, tú sabes. Bueno, tú tienes como medio bueno, malo. And you're like. <laughs> yes, yes. No. no. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. I get 100%. Nah, fuck that noise. Nah, nah. <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta love yourself. But that's what the media, that's what everybody promotes. You get what I'm saying? Like, we live in, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna ask you how old are you, or what, you know, what, what year you were born. That's totally unethical. Um, but I'll say this, <laughs> right? You have to be like, in nowadays, everything is, it's, you have to be liked. Mm-hmm. You gotta bite your fucking tongue. And you got to be liked in order for you to progress in anything and job, whatever you got to be liked and uh, hard work has gone to shit. Oh, yeah. You know, and it is difficult for me to progress in that life because everything I've got I've earned. And and the more you continue, that they start censoring. You know, you can't call you can't talk about COVID-19. You'll get blocked. Uh, you can't talk about certain topics. You get blocked. Mm-hmm. So, you know, essential, the, the, the uh, uh, freedom and speech is going to shit. Yeah. 
Oh, dude, there is so many, you know, you really have to be mindful of what you say because mm-hmm. you will, you will get, you know, it's, we're living in a culture, in a cancel culture, you know, they're trying to cancel everybody. And it's one of those things that the times have changed. We're living in super sensitive times. Um, super, super, super. I, I always say address everything with kindness, with the respect um certain certain moments you know i remember i did a i did a short film called keep delete which was amazing and the whole crew was women you know the cast was predominant like all women and it was such an amazing experience to be among such amazingly talented women and they all different from different walks you know we had queer we had lesbian we had all different non-binary and fluid and one of the things that we you saw the difference is that there was the care to know what you identify as, mm-hmm. you know, and to make it an effort to address the person how they would want to be addressed. And and don't get me wrong, it's, it's sometimes it's a little confusing. Yes. Um, I remember, you know, when one of the directors she was talking and and she had mentioned they, and then I was like, they my co-star or they my um the background because we Mm -hmm. had background at the same time and you know it's just asking questions and not being afraid to um to to learn you know because we're all learning this this whole just new way you know even with latinx it was something where people are like oh you're latinx and i'm like no i'm latina you know i still identify with the female gender and they're like oh so you don't like latinx you like latina and i'm like yeah they come for you they come for you yeah and i'm just like no i like both (laughs) yeah i I just don't identify as one or the other because essentially latinx and latina what it does is that it takes away gender and allows inclusivity of people that don't necessarily identify with either gender so i think use it within the proper context mm-hmm. and just always move with with respect and ask you don't I, do anything by asking yeah, I, I i agree 100 i remember i was uh i have a younger sister she's like 18 or 19 right and uh, i went to philly for a, a premiere mm-hmm. and she was talking about like uh in uh binary and Latinx and all this, and I was just asking questions, and she came at me. She, 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 she came at me. Like, you don't know this. Oh, you got respect. You got. I was like, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. calm down, calm down, mm-hmm. because you can't expect somebody to respect you if you still haven't you haven't given them the heads up. Yeah. You haven't ex- have sat down and, and explained to them what is what is that you want the world to represent you as. Yeah. And it, and it takes and it takes some time for people also, you know. I think I think sometimes we're so quick to like I was on a set where a really super huge notable, you know, um uh cinematographer, like that he's old school, you know, it's that yeah. old time, is that old yeah. mentality. And to me, you know, it could come across very sexist and Racist, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all these different um, um, things, but then you start to realize that the person doesn't have ill intention. You know, yes. it's no malice. It's just unfortunately ignorance and and yes. not and not being not having learned 
um, or I want to say moved with the times. Mm -hmm. So it just takes a moment to be like, hey, so yeah, you know, this term, yeah, we don't use it no more, you know? So like if you go to like Starbucks and, and versus Dunkin' Donuts, have a medium or large and you go to Starbucks, it's like have a venti or yeah. whatever the size is like, that's a medium, same medium. Still, it still confuses me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a big, co- I don't drink coffee at all. So when people ask me, they're like, hey, can you grab me a cup of coffee? I'm like, write it down. They're like, what? I was like, write it down because I don't know. They get yes, real complicated. Yes. Y'all get real, y'all get real complex with these coffee orders. Like you want a certain type of milk, you want two mm-hmm. sugars, you want half and half, you want you want, you want goat milk? We, yeah. we have goat milk. No, no. I'm like, just just give me regular. Yes, me yes, one hundred percent. But yeah, no, you're you hit you hit it right on the mark. It's just adjusting. It's, yeah, it's but it's a lot. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a lot. You know, we live in a time that because everything is so accessible, everything's a traffic, music, filming, writing, uh, people's emotions sometimes. Everything's a traffic. There's so much of everything. And, and like, I, I shut the TV off. I, sh- I shut the radio off. It's, it's overwhelming yeah. trying to, because you don't want to come off as judgmental either. Right. Or disrespectful, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I, you know, let's go back to your hut. Sometimes that's what I do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to reassess, you know, sometimes you have to reassess, reflect and readdress. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) That's those are the things to me. I'm like, okay, let me, let me reflect on this. Oh, let me reassess. Yeah, okay, it's a lot. It's a lot. You know, it, it's you uh, it, it's a lot to handle. It's a lot to deal with. You know, uh, one thing growing up, like my son's autistic, right? So, um, until you haven't lived with an autistic child, uh, you don't know what's you don't know what is. You know, like you don't yeah, know. You don't you know, know what's what right? to and how to handle. So, I don't so, know if you've seen the show as we see it, but if you haven't, it. I would recommend it. As we see it is on, I think it's on, it's on Amazon, okay. Amazon Prime, and it is amazing because Got the it. creator, his son is autistic, um, and he's in the twenties. You know, his son already, and him as a creator, he wanted to create a show that follows three characters and he wanted people on the spectrum. So he cast actors that are all on the spectrum and he casts from actors to crew members, you know, from editors to camera, all different areas, um, even to having an advocate on set while filming to be able to kind of speak to neuroverse and um, people where they can really come together and, really know how to associate and 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 converse in a yes. way of respectfully and it's an amazing show it has one season hopefully gets a second season i'm definitely check it out yeah check it out it's and it follows three characters that are you know actors are super amazingly talented um but i did appreciate the fact that they took the consideration of hiring people on the spectrum that's beautiful you know? that's that makes me happy yeah, that makes and, me I mean, happy. 
one of the lead actors, he said he was like, he didn't find out he was autistic till five years ago. So that's something where it even blew my mind getting, you know, hearing him speak on a panel and him sharing that, that, you know, cause he, he was a com- comedic actor. So doing stand up, it allowed a world mm-hmm. for kind of idiosyncrasies to kind of blossom and be, be okay. But he still felt alone. And there was a lot of moments where a lot of his um, ways didn't, weren't received well yeah. and he didn't understand. Yeah. And once he got diagnosed, it was like, Oh, Oh, this is what it yeah, is. And it's, yeah. it's some, it, 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 it's something that's been around since like the 1944 to be exact Mm -hmm. and everybody talks about it but it's like you talk about but you don't know nothing you know nothing about it yeah um but thank you for sharing that i appreciate that yeah i think it's. i'm I'm definitely gonna check it out yeah check it out i mean i wouldn't recommend you to do it with your son because it's a little you know i don't know how old your son is but he's five he's he's all right okay yeah yeah don't it's a little it's it's not PC, so I get it. I get it. Um, it's not PG. I get it. <laughs> you can check it out a little later. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Um, I wanted to ask you when you when you first like when you moved to like, uh, like what was your first casting? Like, was it like what do you remember your first casting? Like, was it a commercial? Was it a show? Was it a movie? Um, I think my first casting. I want to say my first really big casting where I was like, oh, this is it. <laughs> um, it was, it was for a show um, with Monica Potter. It was in the Warner brothers lot. Wow. And wow. Um, I remember walking in like, oh and seeing, you know, the big, the big like water tank with the WB and being like, oh, mommy, I made it. <laughs> I don't even got the job yet, but I'm like, I made it. I'm, I'm on the lot. I didn't sneak in. <laughs> I'm actually supposed to be here. Um, and it was, it was, it was really just exciting, exciting to just be there and to be given the opportunity and to have a free audience. Right. Cause that's how I see auditions is a, is a free audience um, to see my work. And I don't necessarily ever think that you're there to identify, you know, whether I'm talented. I don't think you're there to judge my talent. I think I'm talented. I think what you're there for is to be able to know whether I'm right for the role. Uh, and that's facts. it. You yes. know? Um, but I, I definitely remember that one in particular because it had such an impact of me being finally in a I mean, you got to remember, right? Your first one, Warner Brothers lot. Shit, I'll be the static too. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, completely. Like, I was like, oh my God. You know, this is this is it, Monty. This is it. We're here. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that was one. I, I, I wanted to ask you too. Um, when you I, I like I said, I was reading your 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 interview in uh Voyage LA, right? Mm-hmm. Uh Hidden Roots. Uh you said uh which the mission to experience expose the untold stories of people in Hollywood deemed voiceless. What what did you mean by that? I, I found I found that so like deep. I meant I meant really um stories of our people, you know, stories of people of color. 
from all different walks of life, mm. you know, from Latinos to Indian to Black to, you know, Pacific Islanders. Um, there's so many beautiful stories that haven't been told, you know, so many historical people that have, you know, impacted culture, you know, universal culture that haven't been told, you know, it's like Rubirosa. Rubirosa was Dominican and that was the first Damn, double seven, you know, like Damn. that's the 007. That's the James Bond. Like, how do you, you know, how does that story get wiped and not be told and people not to recognize that, you know, 007 was really, I want to say personified from a Latino, you know, yeah. even down to the Oscar, the Oscar, you know, we have such a huge symbolization of the Oscar of such a highest achievement. Meanwhile, the Oscar was actually a model that was from a Mexican man. Yes. You yes. know, so it was a Mexican model that they basically created the Oscar in his image. And so, like, what was that man's story? Yeah. Well, you know? don't go uh, the most, <clears throat> excuse me, the most iconic superhero, Batman. He was inspired by Zorro. Correct. Correct. So it's just it's just those things, um, you know, and stories of every day, like my parents. Um, and what I mean by I mean by the voiceless is that the everyday today worker and entrepreneur. I'm very proud of of coming from the family that I come from because they're immigrants that came to this country legally and and let them know. Let them know. Huh? I said let them know. Yeah, that's that's a thing that, you know, and Latino, a lot of Latino storylines and narratives that you see in the media is is either drug related or crime related yes. or illegal, you know, and it's just like, well, what about all the stories of all the Latinos that have gotten here and have made it here through the army, you know, that have serviced this country yes. Yes. through, you know, putting in the work, whether it's through cruise ship or cargo and have brought food into this country, you yes. know, yes. or have serviced the hotel world as well. Like all these different facets and how do their stories, you know, came to be? How do their family came to be? Like my father came here and he was a taxi driver for 10 years to put himself through college and become a CPA, wow. you know, and that's something like, I want to see that. And my father did, did immigration law. You know, I became a translator in the state of New York because of my father, because he had me translate all these different documents from divorces to degrees to um, marriage licenses. And it was like, he a lot of people are in the U.S. because he did all the paperwork and they were able to be given visas. So it's like I want to see that story on screen of the man that was able to come and throw that rope back and bring more people here and also go through his trials and tribulations because it wasn't easy. You know, there was a lot of temptation of trying to go the easy route mm -hmm. of, you know, while he was a taxi driver. My father told me, you know, there were so many people that would be like, Oye, they aquí take this brick and, you know, or you just drop it off here, you know? And it's just like, you know, for him not to fall into that temptation of that yep. fast money and easy life, you know, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of moral and value to do that. So it's yeah, like, my, my, my father fall, fell in that temptation. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's hard. And, you know, we don't, we don't see those stories. We don't see those narratives on, it wasn't up until the show, I think it's on Apple TV called Little America. And I don't know if you've checked it out, but it's a really, I hope they have a second season. I don't know if they did, but every episode 
showcases an immigrant story wow. into this country. And it's an actual, they're all true life-based, you know, stories. And I thought that was amazing, you know, and they touch on like the first woman, you know, that came from Africa and created her own like cookie company, you know, and, and really strived on that and made a whole like just a mogul, you know, and made a, made herself a millionaire. And it's just like, that's what I mean. Like taking on every single project that I take on, I always, I'm like, where's the diversity? Where's the inclusion? What's the story that we're promoting? How are we really changing the narrative and turning it into a positive one and expanding people's knowledge? Cause that's what necessarily, I think to me, racism is obviously taught but then it's also a lot of ignorance you know I think a lot of people unfortunately don't travel and if they were to travel and experience so much I think their outlook on life would be very different you know I always tell people people that are privileged I just want to drop them in third world country and watch them try to survive a week (laughs) like try to to get water you know what I mean because I was raised having to go get water boil it before I was able to drink it you know what I mean (laughs) That that gave me oh. a whole new appreciation for <laughs> water. When those times there was no light or, or exactly, yes, I remember those days. Yes, I remember those days vividly, vividly. So those I, are the stories. Even yeah. that itself, that storyline of being in someone's house and playing with the belita. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. all those, all those, all those people that that a privilege or just you know talking without experience yeah and to you you know you can't talk until you actually have experience on certain things to realize that you don't have nothing to say yeah because you understand now mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely and people don't understand sometimes their privilege in general yeah. up until they aren't up until you're one of the masses and yes. it's like oh Oh, this is how it feels. Yeah. Feel that nice. You know, I will always remember the, I'm trying to remember this woman's name. I'm not going to remember it, but they, they did a, they did a whole um, kind of tests, kind of a, I want to say um, where they treated blue eyed different than brown eyed mm. people in the, in, in the actual um, audience. And you automatically saw people's inherent like why are they getting treated different why are they getting treated better like why is why is blue eye better than brown eye you know and all of a sudden it it gave them an opportunity to really know what prejudice feels like based on something that you can't control as simple as eye color you know yeah um and i think until you're oppressed you don't necessarily know or can inherently empathize with the oppressed. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel that that speaks volumes of truth. I feel that one hundred percent. Yeah. So that's 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 why I said hidden root. I'm like we're gonna get to the root of people's stories yeah. and, and and bring them to the masses, and that's and, really my mission. And I feel like I feel like that's what's like. That's when it's so important to like go to college or university, right? Because that's when actually you you're grown to your fullest, right? And you you get now to educate yourself on what you want. 
because mm-hmm. you know you know from your kindergarten to what is it like 12th grade you're being taught this information on mm-hmm. um, what they want to give you yeah it's not like like i'm even going to school in puerto rico they, they didn't talk about my people yeah, no. That's they all gave, about America. Yeah, they 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 gave me a, a brief description of what Lo Indio Tain and what well, that's one chapter out of mm-hmm. you know so many, right? And 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 that's what I, in my opinion, right? That's I think that's so important. Somebody needs to go to college and university so they can find themselves. Yeah, and where they stand. But it's like there's so many people saying you don't need to go to college. I think you you're. They're missing the the miss. How do I say the miss? Ah, the the yeah of it. Misinformation. I think I think so. I think you're absolutely right. You know, I will always remember. I mean, I learned so much while I was at the university. You know, I I remember I went to Fordham University, and Fordham was a Jesuit university. So, as a Jesuit university, they ex- they expected and had you take electives um, of theology. So. And I will always remember Father Herrick, um, who had us all, the, his way of teaching was so amazing because he was just like, all right, we're going to, we're going to, we're reading the Pentateuch, the Torah. So we're all Jews now. We're all thinking like Jews. We're all going to beat you, you know? Put and it you was in like, the zone. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay. I'm Jewish now. Okay. You know? And then we're like, all right, we're reading the Quran. All right. We're not Muslims. We're all Muslims. And this is, you know, and it was really eye opening, you know, to take all these different perspectives, all these different teachings from all these different books and find a lot of commonality amongst all of them and um, where they can be very well unified, you know? And had I not went to the university, I probably wouldn't have picked up these books and read them and and read them with the intention of understanding. Um, So I always really encourage to go to go to school, you know, even if it is a trade school, you know, um, and that, that, that will expose you to some things that you're, you're maybe not aware of. I, I think it's a great thing. And if you're not going to have the funds, cause let's, let's get with it. It's, it's expensive to go to school, yeah. <laughs> um, to at least have the self-interest to pick up a book. Cause essentially yes. that's what school does. School designates time to have you Pick up books and read. To read, you and, know, and write. And digest them. And read. And and write. Read and digest enough to write yes. something about it. Yes. And maybe keep stuff and retain and memorize. That's yes. what school is. Yes. That's it. In a nutshell, you are paying someone to have you make time to do these things. To read and so, write. Yeah, to read and write. <laughs> and reiterate, you know, because if you reiterate what you learn, what you learn, then it means like, okay, you you re- retained information. Um, so I've learned, you know, some of my greatest friends that I have that didn't go to college, you know, and are super just highly intellectuals and and just really thought provoking. Um, you learn that they're really avid readers. And avid readers of all different types of literature, um, going from fiction to nonfiction to documentary um, to to kind of the I want to say the sci-fi and and all of that. So yeah, be a reader. 
That's why I have my home. Boom. Right there there you go. Phone. You got a locker. You prepared. Yeah, I got a locker <laughs> right there, too. You prepared. Shit. I never left school. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think oh, that's yeah. why I like I, I got into like right now I'm going uh, through uh, Google Coursera. I think I pronounced it uh, Google Coursera. It's like mm-hmm. um, I'm working with uh, Michigan State University School of Journalism to get my my journalism c- certificate because it's like I find it so intriguing. Yeah, like, thank you. Uh, I want to be able to just talk to anybody and everybody. I, I like I want to get into that. Like you have a fascinating story. Mm-hmm. It's not just a pretty face behind a smile, like oh, from you. from um, your heritage to, you know, working with people to writing, producing it and taking a chance on yourself and believing in yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. To go all the way to L.A. Yeah, which is a, a, a different monster in itself. And just fucking doing it. No excuses. Just doing yeah. it to start your own production company. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the ambitious nature, and of of learning of, of being okay to learn and fail. Yes. I think that that's that's definitely what drives me and and keeps me going. Yes, I feel that you know failure is just how you cope with disappointment. That's yes, it. yes. And as long as I'm failing forward, I'm failing in the right direction. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and you and you're different because like you're smart. You're smart. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> like it, no, but it's like I don't. <sighs> I know what you mean. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? I got. I, I, I have to explain it for my listeners, viewers, because they they're gonna think I'm I'm being fucked up right now. <laughs> but it's like you go to LA and all you see is pretty faces and it's all modeling and and, mm-hmm. and perception and image, right? Yeah, that's that's the conception that a lot of people have of LA, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. People banking on their looks. Yeah. And like, they don't know that you're going to get old one day. That's right. Yeah. That's just ticking. Beauty fades. Yes. Yes. And you'll, you know, I always say pretty gets pretty boring, pretty fast. Yes. And pretty things. So you got to have something. Pretty things show ugly lessons. Right. And no. after that phase of which, what do you have left? Yeah. Small talk that's just like embarrassing, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I'm 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 proud to speak to you. I'm proud to uh have met you. Exactly. Like man, it was an honor. Shit. Have fun. <laughs> uh, me too. Have totally. Oh. You know, it was crazy. I was trying not to curse and it's just like it's I curse okay. out of the excitement because like it's somebody doing it. You know, I I've, I've been doing this for quite some time. And I, I don't I've never had a Latino that's actually fucking doing it. That's saying I'm a fail. I'm a fail forward. And that's something to be admirable. And, and what is he makes it even amazing is you're, you're female, which is, you know, all the odds are against you because unfortunately we live still in an age and where, you know, men control everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they yeah. say, right? Yeah, they do. They're the gatekeepers. And you're saying, fuck that. I'm, I'm, you see this truck? I'm a ramming. <laughs> that's I'm, it. It's going to go in and that's Keep it. Keep the doors open. Yes. You can let me in. In fact, and 
Totally. I'm honored. Thank you. Thank you. Before yeah. we before we go, tell the people where they can find you at. You go check out her article now. Yes. So you can check me out at Lorena Jorge 22 on IG. Um, right there, my my link for my article, Voyage LA, that gives you a really great insight of who I am, what I'm doing, what I've been up to. Um, IG is the most, um, I guess, present presence that I have when it comes to social media. Um, but I do have a Facebook as well, which is Lorena Jorge. And Boom. you can find me in those two areas. Boom. There you go. Go check out, go follow, go support her. Um, I'll definitely put the, the link in the description when the video comes out. Thank you. Keep me posted. Yes. Lorena, it's been an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. Have a great, blessed rest of your day.